In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my... My podcast pal from the one and only Midgard is... Ah! Jonas Rats again. <laughs> I like how you use the same intro yep. as, la- as last time. Uh, guys, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where we talk about comic books and uh, comic book stuff, movies, all that. Uh, you are in for a treat. We are doing our uh, our thor Vember. This is the comic book club for our thor Vember month. Uh, that would be november uh, with Thor thrown in there in case you, you were thrown off. Uh, and so this month we watched Thor Ragnarok and we talked about it. We did a whole episode, kind of our review of Thor Ragnarok. Uh, and now today on this episode, Travis and I and our pal back again, Dan McCloy. Say hi, Dan. Hello. Hi, everybody. Good to be Dan, back. Thank I'm you. not picking up you eating on the mic so you can eat proudly it's it's not coming through <laughs> he's good. putting he's putting little nuts in his mouth like a little squirrel yeah <laughs> I am. Putting them in. well uh, on the funny. podcast we are we're, we're we decided to do some reading along with our uh, thor watching this month so uh we read volumes one and two of uh, thor, uh jason aaron's run on thor and so uh god Killer and God Bomb are those. Is that the name of those two? You'd think I would. You'd think yep. I'd have that in front of me. Uh, and then, and so yeah. So uh, Thor, God of Thumber, Thunder, the God Butcher. I'm sorry. Uh, so Jason Aaron is is writing it. Isad Rubik is uh, is doing the art on this bad boy. And so we get a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of Thor that we're diving into for this month. And so um, last time we talked, guys. Well, can, last can time I, we talked. Can I, can I interject one, yeah. one second, Josh? Uh, you do it. You might have forgotten, but this episode also marks our three-year anniversary. Is this our three-year anniversary? We started oh, on Thanksgiving weekend uh, three years ago. Wow. And we've got like three people listening. So every year we gain one <laughs> more listener. One more, uh, one more listener. Uh, so so that's pretty – I didn't even know that. That's, yeah, we've that's pretty over rad. 100 episodes, three years in, still going strong. Good. That's now. I like to consider consider this base. podcast middle aged Thor. Now, middle aged Thor. Yeah, I think Thor. you're right. It's no. We have Mjolnir, but we still have both of our eyes. That's right. We <laughs> have earned the right to hold our hammer. Yeah, uh, we are worthy. So, uh, last episode, we kind of talked about how much Thor we had had in our life before we before we hopped into the movie and watched Thor Ragnarok, and and we all agreed not a lot. We all agreed that we had not read a bunch of Thor. So I'm going to throw this question out there. Travis, I knew that you had read the first volume. Had you read the first two volumes before? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I've, so I've read the, you, I've read you, just, this. Did a, you yeah. just did a reread. Have you read past this? Uh, yeah, I, I actually picked up the the volume directly after this one. I did not Volume finish three it. is what they call yes. it. Volume three did is did not <laughs> finish it. Did not finish yeah. Oh, so that doesn't bode well for our conversation, maybe. No, um, I, I, I mean... I picked up volume two. I picked up volume two. Finished you it. You did. You did. So, so, so well, Travis, it finishes on, go ahead. So, it so finishes Travis, on a cliffhanger. It does. Sorry, volume yeah. one definitely finishes on a cliffhanger. Uh, so I'm guessing also, uh, Dan, just to reiterate, you have not yeah, read you, Thor before this, right? Hardly any at all. Some yeah, unless he like shows up there. in Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so Travis, you did a reread on this. Uh, did you read it when it came out? So, like, it must have. It was. It's been a couple years since. Yeah, this it had yeah, just that's... come out in. Um, I actually yeah, have like them in hardcover because I don't know. It's uh-huh. weird that that Marvel did it, but um, I had heard that it was a really good run, and so when it came out, the first volume came out in hardcover. I spent the extra little bit of money to get it. Um, and then finished it, and then had to wait like you know seven months for the yeah. volume two to come out. So yeah, it was it was one that I read when it first came out in the trade, uh, both volumes. So um, the crazy thing is, Jason Aaron is still writing this Thor. He, this story yeah. is still going. Yeah. Like, I looked it up. Yeah, yeah through through uh, Jane Foster being Thor. All the way to like whatever, like Lady Thor to whatever's going on now. Like he's wrapping this giant epic arc, and it makes me want to read all of it. But at mm. the same time, I'm like, that is a that's a lot of Thor. 
That's that's a lot of Thor. Am I am I crazy or is that a lot of Thor? So, that's a lot of Thor. That's a lot of that's a lot of Thor. <laughs> so let's one let's title that looks, oh, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead, Dan. One title that looks interesting and goes to like is the unworthy Thor. Yeah, like that piques my interest. The idea, and I think that it, just from that title alone, you see some of the things you see in this one with the young Thor. You know, like yeah he's not worthy of holding the hammer. So I'd like to see that arc. I think I probably will go pick up that arc. I, I am interested to like, I wonder if I could just jump in and out. Cause I read some of the lady Thor stuff when Jane Foster was Thor. I think maybe the first six issues of that, like the first arc of that run. I really enjoyed it. The art was really good. I really dug it, but it's just one of those things where I don't read a lot of like monthly superhero comics. Mm hmm. Um, and I don't read a ton of monthly comics anymore either compared to like when we were first, when we first did the podcast. Um, but I was reading, a, I was reading a bunch of monthly stuff. And so I was, I was reading, uh, that, that version of Thor cause it was this big thing when that Thor was a woman. And so I read that, I really enjoyed it. Um, but I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that it had been part of this giant epic arc that, uh, that Jason Aaron's been running through all these different, you know, this, this long line of Thor stories that all go together. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, we'll talk about the third volume uh, here towards the end, I'm guessing. But, you know, he's done a lot of stuff with Thor. I don't know if I uh, like a vaginal Thor. I don't know if I'm into the female Thor, you know? I think I could get into female Thor, but no, no. Oh, I don't think you <laughs> could. I think female I Thor. I think gate, female yeah. Thor. That gate is uh, is like you, the gates of Midgard, uh, man. You gotta. Uh, yeah. Cross but the I, rainbow I you, bridge. I think. I think you want to. Like, I would tell you. Um, the initial thought was, well, that that seems why you know why would they do it? But it's actually a really good story. Um, I really, I really enjoyed the run on it. It's probably because I think Jason Aaron has a good grasp for sort of like the um, the mythos, you know, like the, the sort of like mythology and like out thereness of Thor. And so let, let's talk really quick. Let, let's kind of lay out, yeah, the premise of these two volumes we read. So we read volumes one and volumes two of Thor, God of Thunder, again, written by Jason Aaron with uh, art by Isad Rubik through, oh my, there wasn't any, uh, was there any issue yeah, that was drawn was, by someone else? In volume one? two, there was a different penciler um, for issue like six. Just for, yeah, I was going to say, there's just like one issue. Butch Geis, Butch Geis, G-U-I-C-E. But but mostly written, uh, mostly drawn by Isad Rubik. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, let Travis give us a rundown. What happens in these? What's the premise of these two volumes? Now, the premise of these two uh, Thor volumes is that we enter the Marvel universe and uh, we enter with a very young Thor, um, a godling they call him, and we get to see Thor. Uh, interacting with the Vikings, like we'd see Thor in his element, like the well, the Norse god Thor, um, and the Norse god Thor in his young age encounters like this dead, this dying god, and he kind of freaks out because this this the gods, you know, you don't gods can die, but there was some look in his eye that suggested that there was some great evil out there killing these gods. And he encounters this great evil, this god killer, and we find out that this god killer has actually been killing multiple gods throughout the Marvel Universe. Gods from all different planets, gods from all different religions, you just have this badass villain killing all these gods. And then we fast forward to um, modern day Thor, Avengers Thor, and he is brought back into this storyline of this god killer, and there's these gods missing, and as uh, Avengers Thor goes to find out. He realizes it's his old nemesis, this god killer. And then we fast forward even more to the future where we see this old uh, Odin-like like, Thor yeah. at the end of times. And we, all Father yeah, Thor. All, 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 that's really tough to say. All Father Thor. Um, I guess it's not. It, no, wait. All Father is, uh, isn't that Odin? Isn't that DC? Is Odin the All Father? Yeah, I think he's the All Father. I think he's the All Father. Um, okay. and, um, we see that this god killers, the effects of this god killer have gone well into the future and old, 
all Father Thor uh, is at the end of days dealing with this final battle with this uh, god killer. So basically we have, as the title suggests, this new a villain in the Marvel Universe whose only goal is to kill gods, and um, because of his previous encounters with Thor, it is now Thor's mission uh, throughout these two volumes to end the um, murderous rampage of this god killer, whose name is Gore? Am I, is that right? G-O-R-R? Yeah, yeah. 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 The God Butcher. They're all like, I, and, and I guess the premise is like you get all three Thors come together by some sort of time travel flying on sharks bullshit. I don't know what it is, but they right. all get together uh, to like wherever the world is. This this where the God Bomb is is this place out of time or something. So right. so you see like all three of them are there are fighting, and, and so you get young Thor, middle aged Thor like our podcast, and then uh, the old Thor, yeah. one eyed metal armed Thor. Uh, running things. So I got, I got a question. Uh, um, can, I, can I start off with a question for Dan? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dan, we've talked about this with Batman before. You're a Batman fan, and we talk about every time a new writer takes the mantle of the Bat, we talk about, like, what's his take? Like, what's his take on Batman? Is it Detective Batman? Is it, like, Superhero Batman? Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about Aaron's take in a second, but if on the little information that you have of Thor, if you were going to write Thor, what what would be your approach? Would it be close to what Aaron did here? Like, how would you, what kind of Thor story would you tell? So I think this was the first Thor comic I ever really read by itself, just Thor. In that first, like that first book, young Thor is womanizing, getting drunk, you know, crushing tail. And I was like, what? Like, this was shocking to me, and I thought that was kind of cool, actually. I really liked that. And then, I don't, I, I probably, I, I don't know, I hadn't, that's a great question. I'd probably play with that a little bit. Because old Thor, I kind of, I didn't have issues. I thought the shark was funny. Yeah, yeah. I wonder <laughs> if he was playing a joke on jumping the shark, because that shows up out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like. I, I like I like the young Thor the best with the axe before he gets the hammer, and uh, I with this writer I think you can tell he just loves him, and he brought back a little goofiness to it. You know, like in this uh, in the pages like the Marvel bullpit bullpen, excuse me, like. Oh, where they like notes a, little asterisks yeah, afterwards? Like, yeah. yeah, at the afterwards. He's always posing and being kind of goofy. I think that you, I think, uh, although I didn't barely read any of those, I think that's indicative of his take on Thor. Is he clearly loves the character. And I think he got to like play with the various different Thors. And uh, your I thought that was you really like, You like the berserker, young, like, Viking. I did. Thor. I like yeah, that. Viking Thor. I like that this. Yeah, this guy would be out like I always like it when people take the idea of a superhero and make him really human. And like a young Thor would probably be out crushing tail and getting drunk and drinking beers. Why Dude, not? Those berserker sex scenes were kinda were kinda sexy. I was like, man, it's really Conan like, you know, there's something uh-huh. it's very unfeminist, <laughs> I, I admit, but they they made her like a shield maiden uh, at one point, you know, but uh there is something like very satisfying about seeing young wild viking thor you know there is something that like i I connect to that like it it hits all the right buttons for what you think thor is in our mythology when you think about when we hear about thor and odin and loki as young kids in like our history or religion classes we think of like these really kind of cool berserker bearded gods and i think that there is something like aaron's giving you what you want when you get with, with that young thor we get to see him just in furs with battle axes in the <laughs> snow there's something that's like very satisfying about that what about you because yeah, you know he's good in battle yeah this is him after battle right it's yeah it's very beowulf it's very beowulf yeah very much you know what i i think like I like the um, I like that Jason Aaron uh, jumps very much outer spacey, right? Like it here's Thor, he's in outer space, he's going to this planet. I think that's kind of I, I like that it borders on this 
mythology like you're playing with this he is the norse god right mm. but at the same time where he's gonna go fly out into space right and, right. and, and go take care of some stuff out outer space i think that's fun i think i like the uh i think i like galactic thor i, I kind of like that idea like he can go any planet and i, and I think that's kind of cool i enjoy that a lot um i think my favorite thor out of the three out of the three though um is old man thor I think old, like man old, old man Thor is like he's like a like a grizzled badass, right? Like he's like everything's terrible. Let's save the world. Uh, right? <laughs> right. He is a curmudgeon. You don't know. You don't know why he has a metal arm. You don't. You like there's this stuff that you just you just don't know. And I think that mystery is what's interesting, right? That that idea of like we're not entirely sure why Thor is the way he is or what happens with Thor. And so I, I think that that, that was. I think mean, that's interesting. I, I like that idea. Um, I also like the sort of like he's throwing together this sort of technology, this god. Like you know, the second volume is all about the god bomb. This this weird technology that'll kill every god at every time at every place. Um, I like that play with with sort of like otherworldly stuff and the mythology of it. I think if I were to write it though, I think if I were going to do my take on it, I would probably dive deep into mythology. Right, I'd probably explore um, what what these gods wrought on Earth. You get you get a little bit of that at the beginning, like young Thor um, in you know Norse god Thor. I think that it'd be I'd have a lot of I think I'd really dive into that. I think that would be fun um, and tell your and tell a story that way. Well, Dan said it earlier. He said that you know it looked like uh, Jason Aaron was having a lot of fun with Thor. And he does get to have his cake and eat it too because he he doesn't get to just at least in these first two volumes he gets to do the Beowulf Thor he gets to do the Avengers yeah. Thor and he gets to do like the right. old man Cosmic you get old man. you get to like play in the sandbox it's not like well I got I'm writing Batman as a detective he's the Edgar Allan Poe back batman you know the purloin letter batman as dan would would say you know like in our past podcasts he gets to do everything he gets to have the yeah. avenger and that's like i mean if you're gonna write and you know you're like hey i'm gonna i'd like to be on this book for a long time let me just set it up from day one that i get i i, I get to do everything i get to have yeah. my cake and eat it too well, I, I, and think, he mixes, I think he really does that yeah he and he really, mixes yeah. like this weird like Dostoevsky like Grand Inquisitor because it's really like early on I was like is this like a treatises on religion and like how people feel about God and like who's the God butcher and then he doesn't touch on it at all like until like I want to say book number nine or ten where there is like gore goes off on why gods are overrated and like people put all their faith in him and yet they ignore them and, you know for a for a superhero comic he's dealing with some who he's, he's goofy yeah. there's a lot of goofiness in this but at, at times there's also like a lot of meat a lot of weight to it you there's know some real like, heavy uh theology going on in here I think. yeah yeah there is what do you think about that, Josh? The, the, the let's talk about that. The theology aspect of this, like the, the what's behind the the premise by putting this God. So I, you know, I, I think um, I enjoy the aspect of this idea that that um, how do you explain that Thor is a god, right? To to Earth, right? Like I, it was a really good way of melding this thing that we don't talk about a lot. Like Thor is actually a Norwegian god. Um, but how do you jazz, you know, how do you gel that with the fact that there's gods everywhere, right? And that no one really worships him as a god, uh, really, you know what I mean? Like in current day. And, and so you're able to run around. And I thought it was interesting, the thing where he was like, uh, this planet has no gods, right? The one kid he was praying to him about not having right. gods on their planet. And he shows up to save them. And I thought that was weird. That he's like, no, that's not right. Every planet has gods, everybody. And I thought that take was interesting, that, that the reason he knew something was up is because this one planet didn't have gods and they, and they should have because every place has gods and i, I thought that was an, it was an yeah. interesting thing i thought it was yeah i thought that was really like a great take on on a way to get into talking about theology is just having you know planets that are missing gods and they, for a yeah. while there's this 
kind of Clone Wars, like, Camino mystery when Obi-Wan is going around space trying to figure out what's going on with all these clones. But for me, like, the theology I thought was really... I just, I just want to clear the air that you referenced, like, the worst Star Wars movie ever. Nope, and that's... not the worst for me. <laughs> Second worst. <laughs> episode what's two the worst? is the worst. I, I don't like episode three. Real, that's the one like people like out of one, mm-hmm. two, and three. I, was, I thought the decent yeah. one. Nope. I like. I like. I'm a big Natalie Portman fan, so I had to go with no, number two. Um, <laughs> God damn it, guy! Hey, listen. We all pick our own Thor's. We all pick our own Star Wars. All right. All right. All right. Um, I would say that for me, like the 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 character of Gore was stole the show in this. It, it, by far the most interesting thing about these two volumes, I thought, was Gore, the god killer. And for me, like a lot of the theology in here was really about loss. Um, you know, and I, you start thinking about people or things you've lost in your life uh, through death and like how unfair that seems. And like you want to yeah. place blame somewhere. Um, and I'm not religious, so I, I've never dealt with you lose someone close to you. And you have this idea of religion uh, where you have to kind of balance out with. But I I have gone through the idea of b- being really angry at losing something and looking uh-huh. for something to blame. And I thought that Gore, the character of Gore, there's that one issue uh, at the beginning of Volume 2 where it talks about his backstory, almost the entire yeah, issue. Right. And wow, right. I, I thought that was some powerful stuff. This, The character of Gore is pro- maybe one of my favorite villains in Marvel after reading these two volumes. Uh-huh. Because, one, he's a freaking badass. And from design to powers, I thought he was really really well designed and the power set was really cool but just like the humanity of this character um and i'm like yeah if i went through that shit too i would probably be pissed off at the gods as well you know i yeah. didn't hate him until he killed his or spoilers yeah until he <laughs> killed his wife yeah and in fact i kind of was empathetic towards him until that scene right and then i don't know if he was trying to finish it so he could get it down into like 12 12 episodes or 12 issues, but he was a very sympathetic character after that backstory. Going back to theology and like, why do people believe and almost his, his belief in not believing, I thought was very interesting. You know, like I'm going to blame you guys because you sat by idly. I mean, that's one of humankind's greatest questions, right? Like if there is a God, why does he allow things like the Holocaust and droughts? You know, so I thought disguised as a superhero comic, I thought it was pretty touching stuff. Even deeper, it, it do, even it deeper deep in dive. the, um, you know, when he kills his wife, it's un- unsympathetic. We find out a few pages later that he created his wife. The weapon he has yeah. created his wife and son. So when he yeah. when he kills them, it's like a part of himself trying to kill off that little that last little bit of humanity that was there yeah. that created the son and his wife. I, th- I think the I think one of the things that I found was the most interesting is it's like this argument of like are you not a god yourself now like oh, you've become I, I thought I thought that right. was really interesting this whole play like his son is going like no but you're a god like yeah. you are this thing you hate look yeah. at what look how big and powerful and all worldly you've become you are that thing that you hate and I thought that that was a a really interesting take on it right oh, like the man. idea that you're that sometimes we talk about like atheist that's their religion right the religion of atheism like it's so there's a dogma sometimes to, to folks who are like that just as much dogma as there are sometimes for people who are religious right like the dogma of being an atheist is almost as matched as like someone who is actually religious and so i found that that sort of study on it yeah. like a really interesting take on it you know yeah, like that's a good point that yeah that i really enjoyed that um let's let's talk guys let, let's talk like um let's talk alien design in here right let, let's talk a little bit about this we're, we're going around and we're, we're finding all these weird alien gods uh which what did you guys think of of this this the creature creation i i, I guess is the best thing for it i mean i guess we're kind of talking a little bit about art when we get there but what did you guys think of sort of like um as he's hopping from place to place what do you think of these aliens he runs into 
Now, is he my my question before? For, I'll let Dan answer it. But my question uh, for before you answer that is: Do does he read one book and then go to the planet and then come back and read another book about a god, or is he reading all the books at once and then going to the planets? Because it seems oh, like he's not conserving his time very well. He's like, I read about a god, <laughs> then go discover. I'm like, this guy's putting a lot of miles on his on his hammer here by. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he has a list. Dan, what do you think about uh, the alien designs? And I, like, yeah, I thought they were pretty cool. I, I try not to talk about the artwork because I got specific things to say about the artwork. But uh, I thought they were pretty cool. I like that his granddaughters were in there. Uh, I like the one that was the god of time on one planet, and he kills the god of time. I thought that was very interesting too. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought the juxtaposition. Much the same like Ragnarok, you know, like there's no explanation. They just, by falling out of the continuum, they find themselves someplace. And I felt like there's not explaining. They just showed up and there's a new God. And I thought it it flowed well with the fiction. I agree with Dan. I I think that that one issue where he's just bouncing back from world to world, discovering these gruesome scenes of these gods, not just killed, but like, crucified in these really yeah. grotesque photos i thought it was one it made the the stakes higher like wow these he, this guy's gonna face thor these these gods are huge this is a giant snow god and all these things but what i thought it did really well is it just built that world he he in just like maybe like 10 pages by hopping from world to world he built this thor universe out so that it really made you think about the size of the Marvel universe and all these interesting gods and, and all that stuff. I thought it was a really brilliantly executed story device, just like we Dan was mentioning in Thor Ragnarok, the falling out of the rainbow uh, bridge um, and being lost. It's just a quick, very concise way to build that world. What about you, Josh? Yeah, you know what? I, I did enjoy a lot of them. I will tell you, um, and I, maybe I'll save this for maybe a, maybe I'm jumping the gun to talk about art a little bit. Um, I liked most of the alien designs. I did, except uh, the the gore design. You said you really liked it. I I looked like I didn't mm. dig it. I think I don't think it was gore as much as the rest of his family. That I was like, the, I, they were just I don't know. I just didn't like the the weird. Lop like floppy ear thing. I don't. Like, oh, I, it would, yeah. and it may have been because it was the other artist doing that one book, mm-hmm. and so maybe that, maybe that kind of like did it for me. Uh, and like I said, maybe I'm jumping too much into art, but I did love the sort of like um, when he goes and finds all the hanging gods, like the very first scene he oh, finds God. with like, the giant so ones. Dark. So can we yeah. get to that? Can we that get was, to that? That like... was really, <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, what you guys want to. Go ahead, Dan. What do you guys say about the hanging gods? Let's yeah, talk art. So, and I, I'm gonna, I'll jump the gun. Yeah, no, show. you know, let's. But, I have, uh, I have uh, some other. You're right. I have something I want to talk about when we're done. I want to kind of. Yeah. I don't. I want to kind of compare. So this is good. We'll do art now. Josh just then, just jumped past all the themes, all the storytelling, and he wanted to jump in art. So all right, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> well, you mentioned. I, I, I I'm gonna jump the gun. You mentioned my favorite panel is in that. Do you turn oh, the no, page? That's just, book that's just Guys, uh, we have a format. We have a format. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> I love that. That in the opening book where he walks in and there there's three super beans on meat hooks going yeah. to the God Butcher. That's a great splash page. That's a in like I thought that was a wonderful piece of art. And uh I really liked how and I couldn't figure it out until near the end. Even though I was like, "Is that what's going on?" You'd see these little black dots on all the Thors, and then I realized that's where they're being hit by those like wolf-like creatures, right? Uh, and like the artist throughout the whole story, there's all these weird little black marks on them. And then like I was like, "What the? Why is that like a dirty copy on my Kindle? Like, what's going on with that?" <laughs> And then I realized it's a, so here, like, oh, you guys can't see it, but like, there's a great scene in the, in the second book where uh, a hand goes through one of the armies mm-hmm. and then, yeah, that's well, the have, one. Well, like, all the and characters then, uh, have black marks the, uh, on them, like all the girls, all the other, 
uh, yeah. aliens. Uh-huh. I didn't even realize that, Dan. And it was like, why is that going on? And that's where they all been pockmarked by all these, like, his his army of darkness. And, uh, and there's one scene near the end during the war where you see one of the hands go through like a soldier and yeah. then that like thing becomes a falcon carrying the guy's oh, heart. Beautiful. That's, that I was, love that. That was a sick drawing, man. Yeah. That was rad. Yeah. And was he's at the rad. vault. He's at the bomb and the thing. Come, oh, it's just so yeah. cinematic. So cinematic. And it, it's it's shot. And I, I didn't even realize about that. the the the, the yeah, pot the marks. Right. That's brilliant. That's brilliant, Dan. That's a good observation. I didn't even I didn't even I want to go back I, and reread really this. I, you know, I really, I really, I, Eastside Rubik has like a really interesting art style. It's very, you know, it's painterly. It's a painted, mm. the whole thing. Uh, I really dug it because I think it gives it this sort of like grandness that you may not get otherwise, right? It, it makes it seem um, important, if that makes sense, mm. right? Like it, it makes it, it elevates it to, it really does seem like this is a story about gods. Right. Because it's in a very like, I don't, it's a very renaissance sort of like, imagery because because of the way it's painted so it seems all very old school right um so i really i really dug i really dug uh Eastside rubik's art in this like alex um, ross and kingdom come like the story yeah. about these gods that now <laughs> seems more important i'm scared yeah is alex ross. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's got that real painterly style um i really dug and I, I like i'm trying to get like time frame but the the librarian was very saga for me. I yeah, like yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. I, I'm trying to remember like when saga started. Uh but the librarian with like the wings, the moth like the dragonfly wings yeah. was very much like ah, oh, I really dug it because it was this kind of cool like character design, like, oh yeah, no, these aliens just have uh dragonfly wings, you know, <laughs> and, and or fairy, you know, he's like a fairy, and I thought that was I thought it was kind of a cool thing and and I will say his his artwork throughout is epic in the best ways when it needs to be epic, like the giant ice god that you had mentioned earlier, Travis, like the dragon looking dog thing or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Like that two page spread. Um, I know I always enjoy when I have to turn because I read this digitally. I always enjoy when I have to turn my uh, my iPad to the side to to read it, and so. Uh, I dug that those scenes when they needed to look big, they were big and epic. And when he was close up on stuff, there was detail and it was, it was, it's very, he's good. He's great. Um, I am just impressed that he cranks these bad boys out a month at a time. Right. And that there's only one, there's only one fill in artist. I mean, I don't know what the pacing was when they came out, but my assumption is they were month to month. Like most of these books, uh, and then the covers are gorgeous too, man. Oh yeah, those all those covers are great. Like there's the gallery and the and the iPad on, yeah. on the iPad, mm-hmm. like in the back, and you can just look through the gallery of them. Uh, and they are just great, man. There's just great stuff. I wanted I wanted to defend the um, gore design. Okay, all right. So I, I I agree. At times, it can look a little Dragon Ball Z. Um, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, okay. It's, that is. Yeah. That's what I think. I think it's like very Majing Boo. You know, like you know, like with the floppy ears and stuff like that. Yeah. But there are times with the painter style where you see his fangs and his eyes and just like the red, the very like red lids and the teeth, where it's truly terrifying. Like we're in the. I'm thinking especially the cave scene where young Thor first battles yeah. him, where you're like, man, this. He's in the shadows, and he has the cloak on, and he his jaw's a little bit extended. Like, there's and some terrifying the on, moments. I, and I'm going to tell you, the thing that bugs me is just the ears. I yeah. think any everything else is good. That those <laughs> the weird bunny rabbit ears. Bunny rabbit ears. Because when he's got that hood on, he looks great. When he's yeah. got, like, the black liquid cloak thing, it's very – he looks very scary when he's got, like, the young Thor and he's fighting him. Uh, that looks good. I uh, – and there's at times where they look like horns. Yeah, right. There's it's, a couple it's, scenes. It's, it's super Dragon Ball, man. Like I, I keep expecting Freezer to like pop out of there and then like team up or something like that, you know. <laughs> but I, I think that that's the only character I, I, I like. He looks really great sometimes, and other times he looks goofy. And that's also that's a little bit of uh, of Isad Rubik's art. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, guys, I know you noticed, and this is my one dig: those eyeballs. Every once in a while, those eyes are just like bulging out. Oh in yeah, some yeah, I like, like that. Just, I like that. 
the surprised face that shows up every, every once in a while. You're like, yeah. whoa, okay, buddy, I got it. <laughs> I yeah, like yeah the, when but, Thor is like in pain or he's surprised. Yeah, yeah. But I, I really did, I really did dig the art throughout. I, you know, it was, it was, like I said, I feel like it made it a whole lot. It made it this special kind of thing. You know, um, it makes it epic for an epic tale like this, right? Like if you were going to see, like if you were going to pick up, like you said, like uh, um, imagine you're getting an illustrated copy of Beowulf. Right. And only every couple, you know, like once a chapter, there's like an illustration or like the old school. Remember, uh, did you, did you read the, the dark tower? You read the dark. We yeah. talked about it. Yeah, the dark yeah, tower. Yeah, yeah. Like every once in a while, there's that page with they're that super guys. painterly yep. thing thrown in there. And you're like, Oh yeah, no, that's great. That's like every page is almost like that a little bit. Like the they all look like the covers of Preacher. Yeah, it does. I mean, <laughs> you know? like you said, the fact that he was doing this month to month is extraordinary. Yeah. All right. So, what do we think about? Oh, uh, we can come back to art too. Uh, we're kind of in no man's land here, but I want to say cr- critiques, criticisms. The shark I, I, I thought was weird. Uh, I, I actually really like the shark. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, where'd that come from? In fact, I was just looking through it right now. I guess they're traveling and they show up. They're already in the periphery. And then he shows they're like up. They're attacking the ship, right? They're floating on yeah, the seas yeah, cosmic. Exactly. Yeah, they're floating on the seas uh, cosmic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I get it. It's silly. It's the silliest thing in the book, right? Like, there's nothing really silly in it except sharks in outer space. And then that's, that's the silly part. But I thought it, that's the kind of stuff that I think was fun. Um, I think my only critique, if I could give it a critique, is this is a really long arc. It's a 12-issue arc on one villain, and that seems like a real long... And I, don't, and, it, and I will tell you, like he's still writing this, so his take is epic. His take is long on Thor, and to read two volumes, which is essentially one year of comic books, right? Probably... 13, 14 months, because there's probably a break in there, maybe. I don't know. But but that is one big, long story. So I right. don't know if I'm quoting one of you, but I might be quoting one of you, but I read it somewhere that they purposely didn't put in Loki, they purposely didn't put in Odin, that on this run, God of Thunder, it was Thor, 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 only Thor. And so they only mentioned Loki in passing like at twice, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you hear about Odin, particularly because he looks like him, and the old Thor looks like him. And I guess that was the mantra for this one: is we're just going to develop the character of Thor and not and not his established universe. So my one criticism: I did not like the way old Thor talked to young Thor. If I had myself from thirty years ago or thirty minutes ago. I would be like, listen, man, we got you got you fucked up. You did this wrong. You did this but, wrong. Don't do that. Don't talk to the, her. But you saw what happened at the end. They all forget about each other. So maybe yeah. old Thor knew that was going to happen. So why why go through it? Because they literally all forget about each other. And and I would tell you that's maybe my one critique. I don't know where it goes after that because I'm sure like the other volumes play. I'm sure he's still continuing this idea of like how does Thor become old thor like what's the what's the transition over years of comic books at this point four years of of, of thor um i think that is an interesting thing that seems like it's washed away and i think it would have been it probably would have been fun to play with and that's my only critique is like none of this mattered if that makes sense i mean it matters because he ends up he stops the god killer but None of their interactions matter. None of the Thor interacting with Thor matters because they all forget about it. My my critique is it's similar to Josh's, but for a different reason. Um, I thought that uh, it felt long, but it wasn't because of the one villain. I actually liked building this one villain villain up over like a year or two years of, of comics. I I think there's a strong enough villain there. It's I felt a bit repetitive. I felt like every the gore monologues about religion and theology we've like already established it. We were constantly going back to he'd have a Thor tied up and he would talk at Thor 
about gods and theology. And it was all really well written. Some parallel, some powerful parallelism used in there uh, to make yeah. it sound more epic. Uh, but the idea of um, having that idea repeated, um, I, I, as Dan was saying, I, I didn't even realize that. But you're right. It is just Thor, Thor, Thor. And actually, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I thought there was enough with that character that you didn't need a lot. I thought the granddaughters could have been a cool thing to explore more. Yeah, I think that would have been fun. But I, I, I think that at the time when this came out, Thor was a character that people had kind of started to write off, and, and there wasn't really one defined Thor. So it's it's going to take more than two issues. Jason Aaron sits down, and he's like, this year, my goal is to start a conversation about defining who Thor is. Like, let's take the elements and let's reestablish what's core Thor, right? Uh, yeah. And I thought that, that that's a big undertaking, but um, I certainly feel like I know Thor better after reading these two <laughs> volumes. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think I, you know, I think that would that would be my only criticism is it it reads long. Like you couldn't just read. The, I mean, we get that all the time. You can't just read one volume of what we do most of the time. We most of the time we read one volume and we're like, okay, I didn't get enough. Um, but I felt like reading two volumes of this, which is something we don't do on the show a whole lot. Um, I enjoyed reading a full story, but it just felt way long, and maybe that's just because this show is built on you and I just reading like six issues and being like, okay, that was good. Let's go read something else for six issues. Nothing can be bad for only six issues really. Right. And and maybe that's, maybe that it might be my own hang up on it, but, but I, I really did like it. I didn't know that I would like it as much as I did, uh, but I really did enjoy it. I I thought it was really good. I I enjoyed it a lot. Those criticisms aside, um, Jason Aaron has a great voice for Thor, right? Like Thor has a good voice. Um, the story was epic in scope. It looked big. It looked epic. Um, it was fun that it was like outer space Thor, um, but you also got like Norse Thor. And I, I guess like like you said, Travis, he gets to make he gets to like uh, bake his cake and eat it too, mm-hmm. right? He gets to do whatever he wants because he gets to play with these three. He gets to have Avengers Thor run into Tony Stark, which was the only weird part. That's the only time anyone else shows up is when Tony Stark's there, and it's just like off to okay. Mount Olympus. Okay. So yeah. like that brings up the question of like, do these writers feel the pressure of the comic industry, right? So oh. we don't know what happened there. Maybe that was the month Avengers 2 drops, right? And you need a team up for the cover. Or are they like, do writers feel the pressure of, all right, I think, because at the end of volume one, I was thinking this could be too fast to, to close shop. But issues 9, 10, 11, he's definitely, like, spinning the yarn to, like, we got to fill a trade here. Like, we can't fill this too fast. Like, oh, I would say that's for sure. Like 10. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. think, I, think, I think the six issues that we've created for trades, I mean, sometimes we read books that run four issues or five. Those are usually, um, those are usually like, image books that run four or five issues for a trade. Um, but I think this six issue story arc is definitely a product of having to push trades because the trade market is big in, in comics. And so doing this in 12 issues instead of 10, because then you do what you're going to get uh, your second volume is going to end and pick up another story in the middle of it. And you can't do that. Right. And so you, you've got to run it through unless you had a couple filler issues in there. I like I wonder. Here's the one thing I'm impressed with. This was two volumes, like two volumes of a Marvel comic where no crossover event fucked it up. Oh, I know. Where, where no like, <laughs> where no line wide event because that's literally what the last couple years of Marvel has been. Is every couple months there's a giant event that crosses over on everything. So I I was impressed to read a full year of Thor and only see one Avenger in there as opposed to like. Oh, we're going to take two issues and and talk about blah blah blah, right? Like that was nice. And I think that's I think that's more a testament to Jason Jason Aaron's uh, reputation in the industry. When a when a writer uh, with a track record of success like Jason Aaron's like, "I'll do Thor, you step out of his way and let him do Thor." Um 
because he's got a proven track record or people will buy these books. Let him do his thing. And I'm sure yeah. Jason Aaron, when he has he has the pick of the litter. He can choose the projects he wants to work on. And so I'm sure when he chooses a project, he says, this is my idea. I will do it for you. You will make money. Just don't come to me with things because I've got to do this. You know, I'll play. I'll sure. play the trade market game, but I'm not. I'm not bringing in the Hulk every three issues because we got an. Uh, he's in the Thor movie or whatever it is. You know. So this right. is what I want to ask you guys. This is what I want to ask you guys. We have. Uh, let me ask you. And I think we can agree. We watched the movie. We watched Ragnarok at the beginning of the month. And we read this probably. You probably read it throughout the month, Dan. You just finished today, didn't you? Yeah, because I thought we were starting with these. I finished. I started. <laughs> I got through number one right away. Uh, I, here's how how much I liked it. I bought Dark Knight three, uh-huh. and I haven't. And then you guys gave me this assignment, and then I didn't read Dark Knight three to read this, and I don't regret it because I really like this comic. I thought it was good, right? And I've been dying to read all of that. So let me let me so, ask you guys. So let me ask you guys. What did you? What are the big differences between the Thors we saw? What What did we see that was similar between Ragnarok and this? And what did we see is like vastly different between the two? Go ahead, Dan. Uh, namely, Loki. The absence of right. Okay. Loki is such a big part of the film universe. Um, one thing that. We haven't talked about it yet, but I, I, it's a similarity to the movie is it's colorful. The colorist of this, I thought, really accentuated the, the right, like the drawing. It's a colorful comic. Um, a, a difference that I see, just the development of story, like they, they don't give you that much detail in the film, right? They have to move on to other things. It's a different pace. This writer really got to like spin a yarn. Yeah, for sure. I, I think like w- this is this is not like a fun Thor, right? This is, I guess, Travis. You talk, you and I talked about how we actually like the Dark World. Mm-hmm. This is very much in line with the Dark World. That's what it feels like to me, as it feels more kindred to that film than Ragnarok, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Ragnarok was more of a wacky Kirby take. On, it's a very Kirby-esque sort of Thor, um, and this Thor is not funny Thor, right? There was a lot of like jokiness and and Ragnarok, and I really loved. It. I thought Ragnarok was a great movie. Uh, it might be the best superhero movie. Well, I don't know that I saw this year. I might put it over Spider Man. I don't know, but uh, I'll definitely put it over. I'll definitely put it over uh, Justice League, which I watched uh, last weekend. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering if we were going to talk about it because we talked about that <laughs> on the last podcast. Have you seen it, Travis? Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to. So, Spoiler did you away. see it, Dan? I did, and you guys were it, right. It was a movie. It it, it was horrible. <laughs> I, I I'm going to watch it again, but it was just a horrible. It was a movie. Well, it was better than Batman versus Superman, but that doesn't yeah, that doesn't yeah, say. It, it, yeah, but that movie actually has aged better for me than I thought it would. So it's not saying much. All right, all right. So you're I, talking you, about you're talking about the movie like a one night stand that you're ashamed of, but you know you're going to go call again, <laughs> right? I know I am because I I remember I'm Mr. Movie Snob, and yet I'll watch anything with Batman in it. So that's what you know. Gabby Gabby was talking about Justice League today. I'm like, you know, we're just going to have to go see it again because I feel like I might change my opinion if I see it one more time. Right. Like, I think I went in pretty pessimistic. And so maybe I would enjoy it more if I didn't go in as pessimistic. But uh, but anyways, that's that's beside the point. Um, we got two very different Thors. So let me ask you guys, uh, Dan, let's start with you. Which Thor did you like better? Did you like the Ragnarok Thor or did you like the Thor? We, Jason Aaron's Thor? I would probably say the Ragnarok Thor. I thought I like them playing on his goofiness and his fallibility. And I like that he's always getting beat up. Where, where another similarity I see is that young Thor and Ragnarok are almost the same Thor, like this meathead jock kind of thing. Yeah. Least that's how people perceive him to be, you know? And, uh, like, what is in Ragnarok, the point break, point break yeah. is Tony Stark gives his code name. Yeah, his nickname, so, yeah. Yeah. Travis, which, which, like 
Thor, uh, which Travis, which Thor did you like better? Uh, Jason Aaron's Thor. Um, I like Thor Ragnarok. I, we, I talk, we talked about the movie. I really enjoyed it, but I can see how it works. I, I mean, it's, it's a joke with, it's, it's a comedy that just happens to have Thor in it. Like you could replace that character and have it be like a charming space thing. I thought that this book was much more difficult to execute uh, as far as a, oh, a storytelling sure. aspect of it. Um, and I was impressed with... I It, it felt like... <sighs> you're writing a story about a Norse god slash space cop slash... You know, like, all these slashes in it. And uh, I thought Jason Aaron did a good job of trying to weave that into a character you care about. Thor, the Thor and Thor Ragnar to me was a charming and funny as hell, but it's it's like you know the joke, the joke, the joke, the joke, the joke. Um, and I thought that this book was like it made me. I like I like a comic, and this felt like a Dungeons and Dragons in space comic, and I'm like, yeah, it's cool. But again, I, I I do like Thor Ragnarok. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is charming as fuck in that movie, and I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to see it again. But um, I this is a book that like it made me think too. Like I started thinking yeah. about religion, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> and it made me laugh too. I don't know if you could. I would love to see something like this on film. I don't know with the expense and if there's an audience for this. But it would I would love to see a Thor film starring whoever with this kind of tone, but I don't know if we're ever gonna get that. <laughs> Only DC would attempt to take this kind of tone and we've seen what they do to superhero <laughs> Exactly. I, right. I you know what I really I Travis, I think you're right. As I, as I'm thinking about it, um I don't I I think I like I really like this book. I really like I really like uh, Jason Aaron's like God of Thunder, but I'm not going to read it again. But I'm going to watch the hell out of Thor Ragnarok. Like I know I'm going to watch it a bunch of times, and that's probably just the media, right? right. Like a two hour movie is much easier for me to sure, digest sure. a bunch of times as opposed as opposed to this book. But I did really enjoy the book. I liked I like your your the idea of like space cop. I didn't think about it that way until you just said it. I'm right. like, oh yeah, no, he's space detective, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's, space he's Thor. He's Thor space detective, um, which I'm gonna tell you what. Give me Thor, space detective, and I am in. Right? He's like, like this stupid. He's like this stupid. He's the most book unlearned book character in the Marvel universe. Have him like solving puzzles and shit. I think it's great. I think it's a great. <laughs> yeah, high pass. Uh, but I do, I do like the, I do like the three Thors. I thought that was kind of a fun thing, Travis. I think you could do this movie. Um, I think you would have to kind of. It might not be the god butcher but i think you could do some sort of out of time bring the th- three thors together i need the god butcher josh i need the god butcher i know you, i need i think him. you could do it i need him i think i think you could do it it'd be i think you could do it um because you look at like dark worlds pretty dark at times what about a dark think, like, animated uh version of this oh yeah that'd be good like I, that. you yeah. know just get the dragon ball animators to come on board and uh there you go <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to jump in the favorite panels, but I know, Dan, you said you like this book. Is there there anything that you wanted to bring up? Um, We kind of been firing questions at you. No, no, you got, you got, I said what I wanted. Nothing's (laughs) my interest. Gentlemen, I have said what I have intended to say. All right, so that means it's time for favorite panels. All right. So uh, review Uh, your favorite panel again. yeah, Dan. Dan, tell us your favorite. That one. It's the first. It's in the first book. He turns the page. I would imagine uh, it is a full page spread. I don't remember. It's not two pages, but it's one. And I would imagine it's on the left side. So when you turn the page, you get to it. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's, really... it's page sixteen. So it would have been the. Uh, um, or no, it's not sixteen of the thing. I'm sorry. I've I've got the weird version. Um. Yeah, it's location sixteen. Yeah, not digital because that's where it's online. Uh, it's it, it's this one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a really cr- yeah. I remember that that's, and that reveal is, is really is really like uh, I'm in. If you weren't into the right. book when you get to that reveal, when you get to that reveal, you're like I'm hooked. Right, right, and then yeah. like those word butcher, right? He has them up on. They really play with the butcher term, and like. 
I think they only use the word a couple times, but they show it in things like that with them, like literally on meat hooks. Oh, this is for, um, it's not, it's in continuity. It's been Thor for four years. It, they're not yeah. afraid to get violent in these imageries. I, I'm looking at this and like, I wouldn't let a kid read this, you know? Uh, in the 80s, you could hand a kid a Thor book and be sure that it's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, Simonson's writing it. You might have like a frog Thor, it would probably be the most risque thing you have. Uh, throg, throg, yeah. Travis, what, Travis, what's your favorite yeah. panel? Um, mine kind of works in tandem. Uh, I there's this page here. It has no Thor on it, no villain on it, but I really loved it for its images with the writing. It's the three panels um, when they're having the big fight, uh, and it has the hammers at the end, and it has this ah. really sketchy. Uh, image. Uh, this is the second book of this alien on Gore's homeworld, and it's. I love it because it's so Hemingway. The writing it says, "On the world of Gore, thunder is heard, and then it began to rain. It rained blood, God blood. Then it. I do love ha- that panel. Then it rained the hammers. God, the God blood panel is pretty great. Yeah. Like you see the blood coming down from the it sky. It rained God blood. Then it rained hammers. Come on, man. That's so Hemingway. Yeah. It's like short concise sentences that just like yeah. create this right big now. image i love it I, I my favorite panel is um it's all three thors are being beat up at the same time right and so it's second book volume it's volume one uh they're all i think it's volume one they're all being attacked it's the very last yeah it's the very last page of a volume of, of issue three uh and so um, all three Thors oh, yeah. are kind of like finding out that like uh, the old Thors being attacked uh, and being kind of swallowed by the black. Uh, you've got mm-hmm. young Thor being swallowed up, uh, and then the alien is telling Thor, "This is all your fault. All oh, this is yeah, happening." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a badass so one. The, yeah. The bottom panel with uh, with just the hand coming out with the Thor with the hammer in it, because I love that you can see they didn't digitally black out the whole thing so you can see all the kind of cross hatching black yeah, yeah. on it that's a good point yeah that's a lot and of work. i love it for that's I, a lot I, of work for something that could have been conveyed with all black but like he, he put the work into it yeah and so i i love that it looks like it's just like little sharpie lines it looks like the whole like little painting lines the whole time and i really There's dug that and that. yeah and i do love and that's kind of a cool panel to end that issue on and you're like oh no shit's heavy right like uh it's it's a it's a good panel to end it end that issue on um i i I, there was a ton of good panels in here because it's so epic and it's so uh it's so pretty so i thought i thought it was really good all right so let's uh let's talk gentlemen would you recommend this let's let's wrap up our our conversation with it would you recommend travis would you recommend this absolutely uh i think this is perfect entry thor uh i went to go see ragnarok with alan and he was disappointed because he wants like hammer wielding muscle bound Uh. like medieval thor um and so you get that in this you get there's there's a thor for everyone a thor for all seasons you get a thor you get a thor Thor. you get get a thor All right, Dan, would you recommend this? Uh, Yeah, I definitely recommend it. And you can tell Marvel puts it out as like one of the first things that Marvel has that sweet sale right now. It's only one ninety nine, and then two ninety nine for volume two. Damn it! So they, they, I know, I know. And then they're just pushing it because I think it sells. I think it's a great story. Marvel changing its numbers so many times. I want to jump into Marvel sometimes, and I'm. I'm intimidated, like jumping into Bob Dylan's discography. Where do you start? This is a great place to start. Yeah, I think it's really good. And you can get like I even before that sale, I got mine on uh, like at, like Comixology, three ninety nine for volume one, yeah. five ninety nine for volume two. So that's the one thing that digital's got. If you want to go dive back into some trades, you can get them dirt cheap um through comiXology i'm a little bummed i would totally there's some folks that i would kind of lend this to but it's i got mine digital so it's hard for me to lend it out to anybody but for that price i would say go pick it up like i would i'm going to tell some folks right now to go find it um some people i know and say if you haven't read it you should go read it they should put Uh, number one and number two together number three guys i'm gonna tell you right now it lost me it's not the same kind of 
tone as this. Mm, mm. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Dan, Dr. Dan on the ones and twos. Thanks for coming on the show again, buddy. No, thank you again. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so Travis, we're glad we had, we got you for Thor November. We had you for two episodes. That that's an unprecedented thing, isn't it? Travis, have we ever done Uh, two episodes? There's never been a back to back. Yeah. Uh, so, so next month, guys, as we wrap up, remember you can find us on uh, www.comicexposure.com. You can find all the old episodes on there. You can follow us on Twitter at Comic Exposure, Facebook.com slash Comic Exposure. You can find all that stuff there. Uh, next month is almost right now. Yeah, Travis and I are two episodes. List, right? Yeah, we've got Comic Book Christmas. That's our first uh, first episode of the month. Will probably be Comic Book Christmas, uh, a variant edition where we talk about what we what geeky things we want in our stockings this year. Uh, we're gonna stuff them right in our stockings. Just take them, wad them up. I forgot. Roll them I in, forgot that roll, this is how we talk about this. <laughs> roll them in there and then just shove them right in my stockings. That's right. Uh, and then, and then uh, Travis is going to ask for the hard covers of Lock and Key for a third year in a row. That's what's going to happen. Uh, Damn it! Spoilers. <laughs> uh, then at the second half of the month, we're going to do Comic Book Club. We're reading Hadrian's Wall, which is kind of a noir sci-fi uh, murder mystery that we're going to do. An Image comic. It used to be a French one, republished on Image. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking about sort of like a. We're going to skip superheroes next month, and I'm kind of excited to. We spent a bunch of time with Thor, and so we're going to go do that in January. Travis, we do an X Men in January. Yeah, we can do X Men yes. in January. And we're doing X Men in January. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to go watch some '90s X Men cartoon, and our variant, uh, our variant edition will be on that. We're going to watch some '90s X Men. We're going to relive our childhood and see if it holds up. And then it looks like we're going to read uh, Dark Dark Phoenix Saga. I think that's the goal, uh, and we're going to do that. And we got to find someone to read some uh, some Dark Phoenix with us. So that's a game plan for the next two months, guys. Uh, pick up Adrian's Wall. You could probably get it on a pretty cheap sale right now. Image is running their holiday sale. That's all I'm going to uh, check then, out right now. I'm going on. I'm like, I'm yeah. going to try to buy all these books. <laughs> Cheap. And then and then find yourself some Dark Phoenix Saga because that's what we're going to read. We're going to jump into some uh, 90s X-Men. So, uh, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next trade.